Hi, everyone. Welcome to this new episode of my Next Now podcast. I just came back from traveling. I was in Boston uh, two weeks ago and then just pre- pre- uh, recently from Orlando, working with groups and audiences and sharing my message on it's a human future, talking about people first, talking about how together we have to automate the mundane so that we can elevate the humane. And uh, in my presentation, I always talk about how we are responsible. We can't control other people's opinions. We can't control what other people are going to do. We can control our response. And I choose the word response versus reaction because reaction is always about pushing back or or, or getting defensive or taking things personally versus response, which is being receptive to others' opinions, uh, framing what we're going to say, making sure that what we're going to say is moving us forward, being creative with our answers and our solutions. So that was a lot of what I shared in the past two weeks with the two different groups. And on this podcast, I kind of want to pick up on a few text questions that were asked from the audience. And one of them was uh, from a Gen Xer who, by the way, most Gen Xers always feel left out of the generation's dialogue. (laughs) And part of the reason for that is it is demographically the smallest generation by numbers. However, Gen X is, in my opinion, the most uh, active generation when it comes to bridging the gaps among the generations. So just as a quick refresher, and and let me say this before we get into the generations piece here, it's not about age. Uh, I have had people say to me, I don't like putting people in boxes. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to put them in a box of their age. That is not what this is about. In fact, we're so past that in the post-pandemic reality. It's not about ageism. You can be a Zoomer mindset in a millennial's body. You could be um, a, a Zoomer with a millennial's mindset. So it's not about age. It's more about the values and the views of the world that are generally attributed to certain ranges of ages. That's how I like to look at it. And so therefore, all generations are humans and we all want similar things. And it's helpful to have the context of where people might be coming from based on their generational values. So in today's podcast, I want to talk about the workers market and what that means for each of the generations. So you've heard me talk previously about we're in a workers market. We're predicted to be there till at least the year 2030. Uh, What this means for employers and for leaders is that the rules have changed. Everything's flipped. We're in the upside down now of the workers reality, which means the workers are holding the cards. And even with organizations like Tesla laying off workers and other organizations, they are being scooped up by other firms, other organizations, other remote work opportunities. So although on the surface it might you might hear that what I'm saying is contradictory, I will tell you the workers market is real and we know that through the research of our clients, we know that through the research of the World Economic Forum, PwC, McKinsey, a lot of other research institutes are confirming that the workers market is here to stay. Well, why is it here to stay? It's because social change has happened, and it was happening even pre-pandemic. And it was happening, actually, might I say, through the generationals, uh, generations pushing up against some of the structures. For example, millennials, Gen Ys, and the Gen Zs or Gen Zs were questioning the structures of the traditional workplace created by the Zoomers. And the questions they were asking pre-pandemic is, can we have flex work? Can we have a four-day work week? Can we have remote work? And the response that they got at that time, pre-pandemic, was, no, we can't do that. We don't have the infrastructure for that. We need everybody in the office so that we can ensure everybody's working at the same pace and at the same scale. 
Then, of course, the pandemic happens and the genie's out of the bottle. And we know for a fact that work can be done from anywhere. And I will add a caveat there that there are certain jobs that that is not true yet. And I'll talk about that as well, because there are questions around the inequities of people working in office or in a a fixed location versus working from anywhere. We'll talk about that in a few moments. But I don't know if you know this, but right now, Zoomers are going through a renaissance of what we call returnship. So you've heard of internship for younger millennials and younger generations learning in order to get a job. A returnship is language being used for Zoomers that are being called back in numbers, in scale, to come back and work on uh, project-based elements of the business. And in fact, we predicted at Next Mapping 10 years ago, I said, baby boomers will not retire. They will maybe retire from a job that they've been in or a role that they've been in for 30 plus years, but they will not retire the way their parents did. They will refire by going back on projects or starting their own company. And the reason for that is our longevity, our lifespan is being increased, but also the gifts and talents that baby boomers have and the experience is unparalleled. And so we need their intelligence. We need their knowledge transfer. And so over 3 million Americans who retired early during the pandemic are opting to go to a returnship. 3 million. So when you think of the worker shortage, this is a positive thing. The, the opportunity here for organizations is to stop looking at work through the traditional lens of nine to five or full-time positions. That's archaic. Now we need to be looking at work from a very holistic perspective. We need to be looking at the work and going, is this a, necessary to be a full-time position? Can this full-time position be hybrid in office and remote? Can this full-time position be fully remote? If this full-time position is fully in office, what are the perks, the benefits, the time off? Can we give those in-office folks the four-day work week? Can we give them extended vacation? These are the opportunities that this new work structure and the worker shortage is creating for everyone. Now, it's interesting because retirees, even the name retiring, feels dated and outdated for who we are now. Um, I'm a Gen X Zoomer cusper. I'm turning 59 this year. And so as a Gen X Zoomer cusper, the, uh, the, the mentality is we've got lots of energy and lots to give, but we want to have a life first. We want work to fit into our life. And that's where project-based work and coming back for specific projects is very appealing to our demographic. Now, let's move on and say that the Gen X is actually positioned really very well at this time for the workers' market. And the reason for that is Gen Xs have been gathering Uh, They've been gathering experience. They've been gathering perspectives. They've been job hopping. Many Gen Xs now are being promoted to the C-suite. So they're becoming the CEOs, the CFOs, the the CMOs, the CIOs, or or they have been. And they're gathering that intelligence and that, that expertise. And Gen Xers have been on the remote work, flex work train since the last decade because they were listening to their millennial workers and really hearing this, but they were also looking for it for themselves because Gen X was the the first generation, like in the nineties, who, who was actually working from home. Many of them were part-time or starting that wave of flex work. So Gen Xers right now are at the sweet spot 
of leading the hybrid workplace reality, of helping to gather and crowdsource from the workers where they want to work, how they want to work, how much they want to work, and what's the type of work that best suits their lifestyle. For example, it may not be full-time. It might be part-time. It might be two CEOs co-sharing the C-suite. It might be four-hour, four-day work weeks, pardon me. It might be remote work only. It might be, but there's an opportunity right now in a renaissance of workplace transformation to really customize the workplace to meet this workers' market reality. Then you look at the millennials and the Gen Ys, and they have been in the last decade kind of quietly going, okay, well, if an employer can't give me what I want, I'll just go and start my own business. And of course, I have many Zoomers going, well, how can they afford to do that? Well, guess what? The bank of mom and baby boomer generation or the bank of mom and Gen X generation. And so when we look at it from that lens, the millennials, the Gen Ys are pretty self-actualized because they were the ones who were saying a decade ago, I want a life first and I want work to fit in. So you're more likely to hear from a millennial or Gen Y. They're achievement oriented. They want to get ahead, but they want to start a business. They want to be a stakeholder in the business. They want to have a say around the hours. They want to have a say about WFA working from anywhere. And so that generation is really your, I would say, your opportunity right now for looking at succession planning for those full-time positions or for those hybrid positions. And and then looking at your Gen X and your boomers as the project-based or contract-based or callback-based workforce. So these are some things just to think about. Gen Z or Gen Z, they're seeking to find any job that can be done virtually, and they're seeking to transform industries so that a lot of the jobs can be done remotely, including, for example, one of the groups I spoke for was the hospitality industry, and they have technology called um, Bella, and there was other technologies there where um, you you have self-check-in when you get to the hotel through AI and automation. Uh, you can get your keys dispensed and go in and, and do that. You can have self-delivered autonomous uh, room service. Like there's all sorts of technology innovation that's happening in the hospitality industry. And where you might think, well, that means there won't be jobs. That's untrue. You still need people who have both technology knowledge and elevated customer service knowledge to work with that technology and with that people first focus on the customer. So Gen Zs are looking at that. Gen Zs are saying, hey, Gen Zs, they're saying, hey, how do we leverage technology beyond its current applications so that we are really automating the mundane, elevating the humane? And then for their work, they're looking at how are they making themselves indispensable from a WFA perspective, work from anywhere. And then we have the new generation. I've been talking about this for the last, well, since the pandemic happened, Gen C, Generation COVID. That's all your kids that are under the age of 20. So where millennials saw their parents work, um, you know, Uh, with more technology, and Gen Z saw parents work remotely more frequently. Gen C is your generation COVID kids. They've actually lived in virtual reality for the last two years of the pandemic. They've been homeschooled through the pandemic, many of them. Uh, they were they saw their parents do Zoom calls and run their business. They learned more about what their parents were doing for work because they were present with it being done out of the home. All of those things are shaping generation COVID to look for ways to work 
on things that are exciting and are changing the world. So Gen C is looking to work in pods. So rather than work for workplaces, they're they're seeking work groups that are working on exciting things. So they're seeking work groups that are working on environmental transformation or uh, health breakthroughs or um, environment. Uh, pardon me, um, human rights issues. Like so, Generation COVID is saying if all these things happened during a pandemic, how can we connect the world? on these causes by creating like-minded pods or communities. And so we have heard the community thing since social media has been a th- you know been present for the last decade or so, but generation C is really coming at it through the impact of isolation. The all generations are much more aware of mental health, mental well-being. Um, all generations are looking at how do we solve some of these mental health challenges that we're facing. And how do we increase diversity? One of the opportunities with the worker shortage is to increase diverse thought around the workers shortage. In other words, have you thought of a retired person for a contract job? Or have you thought of a disabled or other abled person who can work fully remotely based on their setup in their home office? So really, the workers market, I believe, is is creating major transformation because it's forcing leaders and organizations, business leaders, to look at how the business is being operated, how to match the workers' wants and needs with the structure of the workplace. And my prediction now, you hear it here from me in 2022, is that by 2027, we are going to have a very different workplace structure where people are going to be aligned with cultures that see them as a whole human who who is willing to support that worker as a human being. Uh, We're seeing that now with a lot of the controversial issues that are going on. Companies like Google and Meta, they're offering support to their employees that goes beyond the norm because they want to come at it from that human support perspective. So by 2027, we're going to see organizations with a very different org structure. There's going to be contract work, freelance work. There's going to be pods of opportunity. There's going to be co-sharing of C-suite jobs so people can have a life. The four-day work work week will be ubiquitous by 2027. Uh, We're going to see more people collaborating to innovate work so that it's more purpose-driven, has more meaning, and collectively, we're all benefiting fitting rather than a fortunate few. I don't know about you, but it's pretty exciting. And as you know, on the way to transformation, we are in the transition zone, which can feel yucky. We can feel stuck. We can get stuck in a perspective. We can get stuck in a structure. Opportunity right now is to lead change rather than react to the changes, to see the workers market not as an affront against us as leaders and making our job more challenging, rather to see it as an opportunity for us to leverage our creative solutions. Hope you got lots out of this podcast podcast episode. Thank you so much for joining me and we'll see you at the next one. Take care.